Welcome back to another episode of Football Logic Podcast. Today, um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and their season, statistically, uh, how they looked, not going into rank- rankings for the season, going into individual player stats, as well as possible uh, list of the 2024 free agents in the offseason. So, we're just going to talk about Green Bay's side, the chat, the chart that I have up here. We do have opponent section on the right, but I'm not going to talk about that because this is just about the Green Bay uh, side of things and statistically how we looked. And then from there, uh, we will, like I said, go into the 2024 season for the free agents and how we're looking. So starting off at the top, we have total first downs. The Green Bay had 338 first downs, uh, 101 of them were from rushing, 211 by passing, and 26 of them by penalty. Out of the 223 third down conversions that we faced, we um, converted 105 of those with fourth down conversions, uh, 24 faced with 12 converted with a total offensive yard of 5,873. Honestly, in my opinion, not that bad. Now, looking at offensive plays, we ran 1,052 plays uh, with an average of 5.6 per yard or yards per play, which if you think about that, on second down, we're getting 11.3 yards, I want to say, to get that first down. Uh, Total rushing yards was 1,905. Rushing plays, 441 with an average yard, 4.3. So in roughly three rushing plays in a row, uh, or every three rushing plays total, we get a first down on top of that. Total passing yards, 4,210. Passing completions, uh, 374 of attempts, 581. With 11 interceptions with an average 7.2 per play, which is really good. We did take 30 Actually, our quarterbacks took 30 sacks. Uh, We were 33 of 27 field goals with 44 touchdowns. Uh, Our touchdowns breakdown, right, was 10 rushings, 32 passing, and 2 defensive. Going into the statistics, um, we're going to look at all passers, all rushers, all receiving, We're going to break down our one, two, three, four, five top. Oh, that's tackles. We'll break it down. Oh, here we go. Top five tackles, our interceptions, uh, special teams. I'll even do some forced fumbles as well. So looking into Jordan Love, he had 579 pass attempts with 372 of those being completed for 4,159 passing yards. With a completion percent of 64.2, 7.2 yards per attempt. Sorry, my co-star is stepping on a carton of empty eggs. Um, 32 touchdowns, 5.5 touchdown percent. Uh, well, 5.5 touchdown percentage with 11 interceptions, 1.9 interception percentage. With a longest of 77. Really good. Um, Sean Clifford came in for one attempt, one completion, 37 yards, no touchdown, no interceptions. And Dontavian Wick, 1-1, 14, uh, with 100% rushing. So, 
this is where things I'm going to move over to a little bit more of a lighted area, even though I have a tablet with me. It's easier. Um, we did face some issues with rushing this year. Let me turn the sound on for you, co-star. Um, looking at the rushing attempts, uh, we had our number one rusher out majority or more than half of the season. As I put you down, you're going to hear a lot of clunk. Um, and I pull a chair out as well. So... Looking statistically, we didn't look terrible. Um, hi. You're not going to be a part of this episode, are you? Bye. Um, I like to do these live commentaries like this because I think it's a little bit more fun. Um, so Aaron Jones, which was our number one back, was out majority of the season with A.J. Dillon uh, fronting car- the, most of the carries, or at least half of the carries this year, being the lead back and kind of bouncing his time between other players. So... Starting off, our lead on attempts, our lead rusher is A.J. Dillon with 179 attempts, uh, 613 yards, 3.4 yards per attempt, 40 was his longest, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, (coughs) excuse me, still getting over being sick, um, had less attempts, I had a had something I can use instead of my finger for the tablet. Um, Silas, those are the words. Um, 142 attempts, 656 yards, 4.6 per attempt, 39 and two touchdowns. I feel like he had more than that. Jordan Love, 50 attempts, 249 yards, 4.9 per carry, four touchdowns. Patrick Taylor, 32 of 141, 4.4, longest 24, zero touchdowns. Emmanuel Wilson, 14, 85, 6.1, 31, no touchdowns. And Jaden Reed, receiver, 11 of 119, 10.8 per carry, which is really good to see. 32 is as long as with two touchdowns. Receiving, um, I'm just going to give you what they give me here. Um, Our leading receiver... Now, no one broke a 1,000 this year. It's all right. Uh, leading receiver being Jaden Reed, 34 receptions, 793. 12 per attempt. He had 59 as long as with eight touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs came up number two, 59 to 646, 11.4 per attempt. 36 being his longest, eight touchdowns. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, 39 581, 14.9 per attempt, 35 being his longest, four touchdowns. Luke Musgrave, great tight end, 34 of 352, 10.4, 37. One, I have singing in the background. Tucker Craft, 31 of 355, 11.4 per carry, um, 43 being his longest and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 30 receptions, 233, 7.8 per attempt. 51 being his longest with one touchdown. Defensively, I'm sorry. Uh, Defensively, I'm not going to go with everyone here. I'm just going to go with who is on the list without loading more. Um... Quay Walker leading with the tackles between total and assists, 118, which is really good to see. Um, He had 59 solo with 59 assisted, 2.5 sacks. 
Um, I'm going to sort this by sack leader as well. Uh, let's load all just so I can. So I'm going to load top five tacklers. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie, 83 total, 56 solo, 30 assists, and half of a sack. I'm going to come up here. I'm going to be my actual co-star today. Um, Jonathan Owens. The great Jonathan Owens. Put your arms down. Oh. Say hi. Hi, Thank you. Um, I'm touch. Jonathan Owens had 83 total tackles, 58 solo with 26 assisted with one sack and one forced fumble. Um, Keyson Nixon, 80 with 59 solo and 21 assists and half a sack. Really good. Thank you. Now, looking at our sack leaders, Rashawn Gary was our sack leader with nine sacks, Preston Smith being eight. Then Kenny Clark coming in at 7.5, and Devontae Wick, or Wyatt, I'm sorry, at 5.5. Uh, Lucas Van Ness with four, our rookie. Quay Walker, as I said, 2.5. Uh, Kingsland Ingabar, two. Jonathan Owens with one. And then we have Isaiah McDuffie, Keyson Nixon with half. Now looking at, did you get any safeties? We did not get any safeties this year. Fumbles. Preston Smith with two. Kenny Clark with two. Rashawn Gary with two. Jonathan Owens, Kingsley, Ingobert, and Jarir Alexander each have one. Now scrolling all the way down to our interception leaders. This year was a low for interceptions. Oh, they don't have... This isn't the complete list. This is terrible. Um, wow, because they don't have Darnell Savage. So we technically got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight interceptions this year. Um, Rudy Ford had two. Quay Walker, one. Keyson Nixon, Anthony Johnson Jr., Corey Ballantyne, Russell Douglas, and Darnell Savage all had one. With Darnell Savage having an interception for a touchdown. So, um, this isn't the greatest. I do apologize. Just because um, we're missing some stuff here. Because this is off of Packers.com. Can I load 24? No. Okay. So, excuse me. Congested. So, we're going to start looking at our free agents. Now, the list I have gives the name of the free agent as well as the uh, type, age, starts, snaps. We're not going to talk about starts, snaps. We're just going to talk about them being restricted, unrestricted, and who they are. So our first guy is guard John Runyon Jr. He is an unrestricted free agent at the age of 26. Um, not terrible, not a pick that we need to keep, but you never know just in case. Looking on to our next one with corner kick returner Keyson Nixon. Uh, unrestricted slash void at 26. This is a guy we need to keep hands down. If we don't keep him, we're done, right? He is our special teams. If you look at statistically, our special teams have been the bottom 10 to mid-range with him bringing us to the, I think, I think the number 10 spot in special teams. Second, or our third player is safety Jonathan Owens. Um, he is an unrestricted free agent at the age of 28. I do believe not only was he a pivotal thing with Green Bay, um, he, he did a lot for Green Bay, right? Got a um, forced fumble for a touchdown on Thanksgiving Day against the Lions. He brings that fire with the team. Ooh. 
that we like to see players coming in. And also, he gives us a, a celebrity status with um, Simone Biles on the sideline. She is such a, she's a great motivator, along with her husband. Um, you like to have that dynamic duo on the side. So then, looking at Rudy Ford's safety, unrestricted free agent 29, uh, I do think he's, he's really good. Um, Looking, I was reading something on him. I think you know a lot of these guys that are going to be on our on our this free agency list is going to be um, secondary players. So I do believe this is a guy that we need to keep. We need to keep a lot of our secondaries. Darnell Savage. This is a tough one. So he's an unrestricted free agent, twenty six. He's rode in and out injuries all year, right? Um, in the San Fran game, he did have a dropped interception that could have actually ended the game there. If you think about it, because Green Bay would have probably scored on that one, as well as Keyson Nixon did get uh, dropped to interception. Both of them would have resulted in a minimum of field goal. We talked about this the last episode. Um, regardless, it's tough to say because I want to say sign him because you need as much help in the secondary as possible, but at the same time, we could draft some really good corners this year. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with the draft. Next, finally, going on to the actual skill position, the offensive side of the ball, we have running back A.J. Dillon, uh, unrestricted, 25 years old. Now, this is tough, right? I've talked about A.J. Dillon many times. Um, personally, I think A.J. Dillon is a great back to have in a two-back set. Bring him back to be that that running back that really just dominates from you know within the tackles he's a hard-hitting running back because he has weight on him he's a big bruising back especially as Matt LaFour said when you're looking late in the season and even late in the games he's a hitter and he wears defensive players out that's a guy that we need to keep 110 percent of the way uh corner Corey Ballantyne he is unrestricted at the age of 27. Not terrible. Uh, stepped up in key times that we needed him to. Um, second in the team with, with, with uh, pass breakups, only trailing rookie Carrington Valentine. So we got a Corey Valentine and a Carrington Valentine. That's confusing. Um, Next is Daniel Wellen, punter, didn't do terrible this year. Exclusive rights, can kind of go wherever he wants. Um, offensive tackle, Yosh Nyman. Wow, I'm going to try to say that. Unrestricted void, not terrible. Um, I think we should keep him. Personally, I think we should because he didn't do terrible this year. He did give up a few sacks. He did, you know... Struggle a little bit here and there, but at the same time, you need to solidify. You need to bring depth to that offensive lineman crew, and you need to bring veteran status. Players who haven't been vets before starting to be vets now by playing. Um, running back Patrick Taylor, twenty-five restricted. Oh my gosh, um, because we do not know the outcome of what's going to happen with AJ Dillon being the same age. Um, and possibly Aaron Jones. He's getting up there, but he's also the most productive running back we've had since Eddie Lacy. I do believe signing, if you don't sign A.J. Dillon, you sign um, Patrick Taylor. He's not a bruising back, but 
he is a hitting, he, he's a speed back, a scat back. He can be a little bit of both. Um, after that, we have tight end Josh, or uh, Josh, Josea Degura. Wow. I never knew that was his name. <laughs> 26 unrestricted. Tough to say whether we sign him or not because we do have, um, he got hurt, right? I want to say he did get hurt. He got injured. Um, he wasn't a big pass catcher in our offense, but he, he led in run blocking and snaps. So I, I do want to say keep him. I'm going to say keep with a lot of these guys. Eric Wilson, 29. He's up there. He did have a big, big save um, in that San Francisco game with, you know, when Keyson Nixon ended up having a fumble on the punt on the kick return and he saved it but this is a a a let him walk type of guy just because he's special teams um you can let these special teams guys go emmanuel wilson exclusive right 24 if you sign him you need to move him over to the special teams personally um because you're gonna have patrick taylor start stepping up emmanuel wilson He's not bad. He's got speed on him, but he's inexperienced. And you want experience, especially as you start to let certain guys go. Um, if A.J. Dillon is his last time, then you, maybe you could sign Emmanuel Wilson and Patrick Taylor. But if you sign Emmanuel Wilson, you need to move him over to the special team side of things. Offensive tackle Caleb Jones, he's going to walk. He only started zero games, as well as only had one snap. Um He's going to go. Robert Rochelle, he's going to walk as well. He's restricted 25. That's if we let him go. Um, and the rest of these guys had very little snaps to no snaps with Green Bay. Oh, here we go. Full list at the bottom. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, anyways, you're going to hear my tablet kind of lock there. So looking at the season that we had and looking ahead of it, the next season coming up is critical in what we draft, right? Now, I don't think we're going to draft receivers. I don't think we're going to draft linebacker, or, um, quarterbacks. Where I do believe we are going to draft is a running back to either back up Aaron Jones. Because personally, I think we re-sign Aaron Jones. If we don't re-sign Aaron Jones, we're dumb, right? I mean, that's my, that's my whole two cents of it. But also looking at the way the NFL is going, the NFL is not a franchise back league as it used to be in the 90s, 80s, and even the early 2000s. Um, you look at it, it's a franchise quarterback with a one franchise receiver or two franchise receivers, and that's it, right? You're going to let these running backs go. I think depending on what Aaron Jones wants in his contract will be the deciding factor whether he stays with Green Bay or he walks. I don't see him being selfish because he did restructure his contract in the 22-23, all the 23 offseason to bring more, to give more money. Not only did he say for players coming in, but the guys that deserve more money that are already on the team. Um, Now, A.J. Dillon, I do believe they might let him walk just because he's not what the fans want. Um, We were, I can't say spoiled, Looking at the history of backs and, and Green Bay, we don't have a lot. Um, a lot of them dated back in the early era with, uh, oh, geez, Jim Taylor, 
and Paul Horning. Those are our two dynamic backs who really get a solidified Green Bay's run game in a developing passing league. But you also had Edgar Bennett, then you had Amon Green, then you had um, Ryan Grant for a very short stint. He wasn't dynamic, but he wasn't terrible. He'd get you the first down when needed. You had Eddie Lacy, who was bruising until he got overweight. And then you have Aaron Jones. So I think we're going to keep Aaron Jones because he's the closest thing to a franchise back that we're going to get. He's not an, an, a, a thousand yard rusher every year, but he can give you the production. A.J. Dillon, I think we'll let him walk just because he is very hit or miss. I love A.J. Dillon. I love having the dynamic duo of Jones and Dillon. Um, speed back with... The sorry, I had to check on my co-star. Uh, speed back with the bruising back late in the season, late in the game, because we do have two uh, other free agent running backs we need to look at. Receivers, we're stout. I think we're gonna do we're we're gonna draft an offensive lineman or two to kind of build up depth, let David Bakhtiari go, um, and go from there. We're gonna start looking at building cap room. So players like Devon, um, David Bakhtiari. Devondre Campbell's possibly going to get traded or let go. And then the concern at the cornerback position will be Jareer Alexander. He did post on social media thanking the Green Bay fans for his time in Green Bay. Um, he did say that he was going to come back to Green Bay, but you never know in this league, right? He did stir up some problems being unhappy with Green Bay with a defensive coordinator. But Joe Barry, um, Joe Barry, wow, Joe Barry is gone. That was announced today. Green Bay, even though he helped lead the team late in the season with the defense kind of wrapping it up uh, to uh, the divisional round, wasn't enough. If you think of it this way, statistically removing one or two games, maybe three games out of the regular season, we were statistically the number 32 ranked team defensively. And that's not something you want to see defensively, all right? Um with Green Bay struggling defensively on the run and pass this year, put it, having players that shouldn't have the numbers that they had, you had our team, our defensive backs, our defensive line, our defense in general struggling with injuries because they're doing too much in a broken defense. It's not a good look. So we do have Bill Belichick out there. He did get he let like go from... Uh, the New England Patriots. Pete Carroll is out there. I know they both want to be head coaches, but I think if you offer one of them a defensive coordinator job, uh, they would take it. Bill Belichick was once a defensive coordinator for the Giants that, you know, it wasn't bad. So we could look at that. Um, and, I think we draft corners to replace, you know, replace that defensive linemen and, and, and safeties and middle linebackers. It's tough to say. The kicking side of the ball, Anders Carlson is going to stay with Green Bay. There's no questions asked. Um, Matt LaFour, even though he did kind of dig at him when they asked what, what does he think every time he goes out there, and he said, you know what, I just kind of pray that it goes in because he does struggle. But the history of Green Bay kickers has been up and down, right? We went from Ryan Longwell to a little bit of nothing to Mason Crosby, who had up seasons and down seasons. And when he did have down seasons, he, we, we stuck behind him because that was a franchise kicker. And what happens in this league is 
when a kicker, I look at Ricardo Blankenship, right? He was the reason the Colts beat the Green Bay Packers two years ago, game-winning field goal. Um, he's accurate. He's good. But because he missed a game winner here and there in one season, they canned him. That's just how this game works. So if Green Bay doesn't take on Anders, Carls Anders Carlson um, or he continues to struggle, I think you bring in a player like Ricardo Blankenship. You put him in the preseason against Andrew Carlson, who within the, the one-yard line to, I think it's a 35 or 40, he's really good. Once you stretch it back 41 to 50, he starts getting sketchy. But even on, on extra point attempts, and that's something the NFL wanted to do with pushing the NFL, the uh, extra point out some, uh, to make it harder, you see him struggle. That's the point of why they did it. But we're so used to automatics with Mason Crosby. So there's growing pains. Um, I would like to hope, you know, knock on, where's my wood table? Knock on wood that coming into the 24 season, we pick up some good free agents that are actually going to mean something. There's rumors going around that Devontae Adams is actually looking to go either to the New York Jets because Aaron Rodgers, and he's not happy with the current situation in the Raiders, to possibly coming back to Green Bay. Now, as a Green Bay hopeful, I want that to happen. A lot of people have already read the fans saying, we don't want him. You know what? He left us. Did he? Yes. Because he knew Aaron Rodgers was going to be gone. His franchise quarterback, right? And how many of you have left jobs because your favorite manager left? Your site lead left? You know, all of this. It happens consistently. Your favorite coworker leaves, you leave. So the same thing happened. Hi. She's not here. Um, <laughs> uh, your favorite coworker leaves. It's the same thing. Your franchise quarterback leaves. He, <laughs> he left, right? The person that he knew was going to pass him the ball 90% of the time was going to get him over 1,000 yards to help make him a Hall of Fame receiver. Then you have Jordan Love step up, and he made these one- and two-year receivers look amazing. And it's something I will never disagree with. Um, I want Devontae Adams back. We need a veteran there. So that's all I got in a 26, 27-minute long episode. Um, my co-star is being loud, so I'm going to cut it off here. I can continue to talk. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I wanted to get a long episode out there for you guys. I know I was kind of scatterbrained all over the place. But let me know what you guys think. I'm not going to put an outro out there. Oh, I will. I'll put the outro in there so you can follow me on some of my social medias. I'm going to try to be a little bit more active, but thank you guys so much. Listen to the outro. Thank you for listening to this episode of Football Logic Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, please give me a follow over at Instagram at football.logic underscore. Where in the bio, you will find my link tree with all of my links. And again, thank you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.